Welcome to the Roaring Twenties Podcast. I am your host, Peter Torres. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Lots of football, lots of sports, uh, a lot of sports betting for me this weekend. I can't lie. Um, Hope everyone had a great weekend, man. Uh, Busy season for accounting is in full gear for me. Uh, Work is legit. The real world is kicking in. Um, I have an amazing interview with uh, my producer, Alex Stuhl, former teammate, and one of his close friends, Angie Caruso, from Healthful Radiance on Instagram. Um, Very great interview. We talked about a lot of different things when it comes to why people dislike Jersey so much because they're both from New Jersey and just talking about like content creating within itself because Alex and Angie are both great for content creating and just but through different avenues so uh awesome interview and uh, I'm so glad if you're listening to this right now thank you for listening and uh yeah let's get it hit it current producer man behind the videos and uh you know producing the podcast and helping me create this to what it is today and we have one of his close friends angie caruso from healthful radiance an amazing instagram page on health wellness fitness overall mental health too this is take two because i'm an idiot and i accidentally didn't record the first part when we tried zooming this together Guys, introduce yourself, and then you could tell me how much of an idiot I am to start off. Oh, um, no. How's it going? Uh, my name's Alex Thule. I am the producer of Roaring Twenties, and yeah, Pete's an idiot. <laughs> I'm Angie Caruso from Health of Radiance, whatever, and I'm not going to say that because I don't think he's an idiot, at least not here. <laughs> Until later. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. We just had a really fire, like, good 15 minutes. We were ripping through the podcast, and I didn't press record, so, well... Only uh, episode 10, and we're uh, still figuring some technical difficulty things out. But um, anyways, I wanted to bring these two on. They are both great content creators in different aspects of creating content. Obviously, Alex, more graphic designing, where Angie is more on the Instagram page and more of that, that type of content creating. I wanted to start with you two because you are both from New Jersey, the wonderful state of New Jersey, the armpit of the United States. Um, so for now, let's let's talk about what is, let's say for you both to give me an elevator pitch, why New Jersey gets such a bad rap for being like seen as such a trash can or such a bad state through the Northeast. Um, well, you know, the, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street scene with uh, Jordan Belfort when he asked those guys at the table, sell me a pen. And the whole explanation is, do you have a pen on you? They say no. Well, here's a pen. You need it. Supply and demand. And I feel like New Jersey supplies everything for you. And there's just a shit ton of demand because everybody's coming here. We have mountains, lakes, oceans, beaches. We got Philly. We got Jersey. We got Atlantic City. We got hiking trails. We got farms. You can literally find anything here. And then you got the industrial disgusting part also. But 
that's that's more the New York side. But that's basically yeah. New York, yeah. Yeah, it's basically New York. <laughs> Once you get we the New York, you're not in Jersey anymore. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about earlier how just like you kind of have the best of both worlds here. Like I went to school in New York City, but like I used to come home on the weekends and was able to like see nature, and that was really cool. Um, but I also still had access to all the opportunities that New York City had. So like I was. I really like that balance and I think it's really important. I think that's why a lot of people come and move to New Jersey because there's so much opportunity to like have a successful career, like life in New York City, but also just like have this like escape or getaway, especially for like raising a family or something like that, which I think is also really important. I, f- I forgot about the part, like the whole city people. Like, I mean, there's so many people that live in New Jersey that work in the city. Yeah, I my mean, dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good example. Like they all, central North Jersey, they just, it's easy commute. And you yeah. want to raise your family outside of the city. You don't want them. I don't know. I feel like, it, I don't know. It's just tougher for me. To, I, I, don't, I always question, I'm like, how do people raise people in the city? It's just like. I know. I love being I like. do it. We, we were kids and like having like backyard pool parties and like stuff like that. Like, where do you go? Like a public pool in the city? I don't know. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, to, I, yeah. But well, there's so much more to it. I can, I can vouch for you guys right now. So I, I visited these two about a few weeks ago. Went to go check out Fool and see we were supposed to record an episode and the audio got screwed up. Obviously I'm an idiot when it comes to the audio stuff, whenever I want to have fool on, but I can vouch for these two saying that, you know, I, I also had the impression that New Jersey was trash considering like it's, it's hard for me to even drive through with the roads and everything like turning left. And like, I don't even know, like with the highways, I will say like through like their neighborhood, like it was very nice. The houses were very nice. Um, you know, I had a good time when I was there. And I think one of the things that I noticed was it wasn't really that much of a separation from Long Island, which is where I'm from. Everywhere there's bad areas, everywhere there's good areas, you know, it's kind of the same thing in Jersey and the people are kind of the same. You kind of get the same vibe, same gist when it comes to, you know, comparing between New Jersey and Long Island. So like, I just, I feel bad. It's like people just automatically assume that Jersey gets such a bad rap. And I think part of the reason of that is, is because the moment you pass New York city, you know, the Meadowland stadium and it smells like a swamp and it's just straight up smells terrible, looks terrible. And you know, like that's your first impression of New Jersey from most of the people that are leaving from New York city. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the American dreamer is right there too. I feel like it's always like under construction. I feel like the second I get off the train, there's like caution tape everywhere and I don't know why. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a fucking yeah. mess. <laughs> like, you gotta, once you're out of like that like area, like I don't know, like you're not. That's like very much like industrial city vibes to me. And then like you're outside of like that initial area where you come in, like Penn Station or something, and like you see trees and like picket fences, like in houses. And I don't know, it just feels like that's New Jersey to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was saying before. <laughs> Like, so Nassau and Suffolk, so there's Nassau County, Suffolk County, Nassau, the classes, the houses are very close together. Suffolk, they're a little bit more further apart. When I was in your neighborhood, your houses were much more separate apart, you know, like very open land. And like, to and when you, when you were explaining to me, like the kids in your high school, like it seemed like kids were like 45 minutes away yet still going to your same high school which like totally threw me off from like when I think we drove to one of your friend's house. And it was like a 40 minute drive. And he was like, yeah, he's like one of my best friends. I'm like, did you go to your high school? And he said, you're like, yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, how is this kid going to the same school as you? Yeah. And it's just like, cause Long Island's so much more tighter, I guess. I should have brought you to the other side of town. I know oh, you're yeah, telling me that. 
<laughs> yeah, we got we got Chindia over there, and it, it's called Chindia. You can look it up. It's on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> no, yeah, it's real. I'll just call it out. And um, the houses are so close, so close. So it's like a totally different culture going from our side of town to the other yeah. side of town. It's literally yeah. like oh, the high school is the halfway point. Basically, we're trying to vouch that New Jersey isn't as bad as people may seem it to be. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's literally not. Long Island. It's yeah, literally Long Island. The bad rap obviously comes from like the Jersey Shore era and like Seaside being absolutely disgusting and the people on that show being also absolutely disgusting. I think I say that objectively, but like, <laughs> so I think uh, it's you're not, you're not fair. You know, it's not, it's not uh, wrong to say that though. <laughs> Thank you for vouching for me, especially as like an Italian person from New Jersey. Like I've gotten the shit end of the stick. First impressions with so many people at school. Like, oh, that's where you're from? like no like i haven't been there maybe in like 10 years <laughs> yeah that's that's tough <laughs> i mean that's tough like to have your narrative be like that they're probably like oh this person italian from new jersey classic classic, oh, classic. <laughs> <laughs> every time i walked into the locker room <laughs> yeah literally uh, yeah, we could talk, uh, yeah we could talk about the thought we can reiterate the story so when we when we uh when we were on the baseball team together and we were going to the university of seattle and we had to stop at a hotel because uh, yeah, we, we were departing from Newark International Airport. And you could mm -hmm. tell the rest. Yeah, so our flight got canceled. We had to drive all the way down to Newark. And I was excited to get home. But, of course, as soon as we pull in, nobody else is excited to be there. So I'm getting shit on by everybody on the bus telling me that, oh, this is where you're from. This is the place you brag about. It's not even nice. I mean, I'm like, suddenly, like we're on the side of the road in Newark. And there's smoke coming out of big, like big ass pillars. Oh yeah. And there's snow on the ground and sleet, and it was, it's probably, I I just don't like it there. It's when so, the stuff gets like gray on the side yeah. of the road, and everyone's like, "Look, it snowed." <laughs> we literally parked on the side of the road, and that's yeah. where we got out. Yeah. And, yeah, and was... that was the first impression. So I'm just sitting there, I'm getting absolutely roasted, and I just I couldn't even make a mess of it because everyone I couldn't even fight for it because I got 18 Long Island guys versus one New Jersey guy. Oh yeah, that was... and I couldn't even get anywhere. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I guess this is it, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grew up right here in the smokestack. Like it's not. Yeah, yeah, I slept in that parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the thing, people just assume that's their only frame of mind from New Jersey that they're gonna get between that and jersey shore like they don't think anything else of it so like that's why I, I feel bad for you guys in a little a little in a way so yeah especially with you long island guys all i kept on hearing was oh you guys are the armpit of america you guys are the armpit of america and uh, i'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah but if you look at a map long island's the upper arm <laughs> yeah like, everyone plays their part thank you yeah exactly we share the same ocean yeah, I just I just don't think it really wasn't that much of a separation now that I've had a firsthand experience. So I, this is more of a relieving people for the people that are listening from New Jersey. I'm sure people that both know Thule and Angie are probably like, yeah, they're probably like super excited that like that a Long Islander is saying that they're vouching for New Jersey right now. Oh, get our job. All right, Thule, let's let's talk about now. I want to bring a Thule on. Obviously, people wanted to listen to my guy. He is the person that, you know, creates the videos and, and all of the funny clips that we make on and that I post on Instagram. Just let's talk about when we started at U University of Albany Baseball and the Instagram account that you and Kenny Hayden, uh, go check out Kenny Hayden Imagery. He has great stuff. Just talk about like your growth and how creating video content and picture content and graphic designing and how that has grown 
since you got into like, you know, being a, like being the big part of our social media team when we were on the baseball team together? Yeah. So um, in high school, I took a couple graphic design classes. We, I think we had like two offered. You couldn't really do more. I mean, I always appreciated art. I thought the creativity towards it was cool, but I never really put myself in there just because the whole stigma of I was an athlete in high school and that wouldn't be like cool and like just stupid stuff but then like I really appreciated it once I got to college I had more free time on my hands so I started just like delving into graphic design and then my sophomore year I got hurt so I couldn't really do anything and I really wanted I, did, I felt like I didn't have a spot on the team so when Kenny asked me to start helping with the social media and like we would just shoot shit back and forth and just trade ideas it was like important to me because it felt like I was I had a part on the team like I was doing something and then, so that progressively just um, grew. Kenny started growing the Instagram before I got in there, just doing his organic growth. And then we just started comparing ourselves to a lot of other programs in the area, big time programs like UNC and Alabama, just to see what they could do and see if I can replicate it and do it at that same level. And then we started doing like media days and like, remember we would do photo shoots in our locker room and like, because we wanted it to be like personable and people realize like this and it was a big recruiting thing the coaches loved it because all the recruits would follow us on instagram and if they saw that that's how we did things like it was it was like approach like not approachable but it made them like want to come and um it kind of made their job easier at the end of the day because we were so involved on social media and then that started progressing and then i was like i really like photoshop i want to learn more and then i got better at it and then I got into videography. I started videoing a lot of stuff. I got new cameras. Um, and then that kind of jumped me into, I started doing graphic design for uh, Flag Nation. It's a flag company on Instagram, it's at Flag Nation. And I do a lot of their flags. I, um, I do your podcast. And then I also work for a highlight video company on Long Island called Amped Highlights. And we just, we make recruiting videos. And I feel like I've gotten so many opportunities to do side hustles, just get disposable income through doing this because I, I feel like it's hard to find somebody who's easy to work with, who's responsive in this industry and just like, who's understandable. I'm not just, you don't order me online. Like, I feel like it's just through word of mouth and like, it just opened a lot of doors, just like the, prog and pro the progress, the progression was pretty cool too. Just how everything stacked onto each other. And it's and not, it's not even just like you're doing the work yourself mm -hmm. and it's like, it's not like you're staring at a spreadsheet all day. It's like stuff that like actually intrigues you through whether it's sports, whether it's through creating content for my, for this podcast. And like, you know, it, people underestimate when they watch videos on Instagram or Twitter or like, you know, hype up videos for sport teams. They just, they just watch it without actually thinking of the work that's actually put into it. And I feel like when, when we zoom and we like, we coordinate and we try to set up these videos and all the cool things we try to put in, like the background, the subtitles, the pictures, you know, it's actually, it's only a 30 second, 40 second clip, but the amount of work like allotted to it, you know, people, people don't like look, understand that. Like they, they underappreciate that. And that's why, like, I'm glad to have you as like my producer or my social media partner when it comes to like helping this podcast. Cause I know like to see like what you've grown from when we first started on you Albany baseball, Instagram to now, like it's just super cool just seeing your growth and how much you've learned, like, and like what you're learning too, like you're teaching me too. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that. 
Yeah, I mean, this is it's just all fun at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, it's good fun, and like at the end really of the day. Fun. Also, if you're able to make money and like actually monetize some of these things, like that's even that's what just makes it even better. Yeah, it. it I would say the the frustration, the frustrating times is worth it at the end of the day. Just, I mean, you get you get creative block a lot, and just I don't. I mean, I do, but um, I mean, it's just like it's worth the frustration when you get a final piece that's just like someone appreciates. Nothing's better than somebody appreciating your work. Yeah. In my eyes, of course. So I mean. That's always a good feeling. You work hard for for that, yeah. not for the money. So. so now my now my guys starting Johns Hopkins this semester. Yeah, uh, I start on the twenty fifth. I I'm in the master's program for finance. I'm getting my you master's s- in finance. You got your and syllabi. I got my syllabi today. Yeah, that actually really buses. excited. Me. Well, I ran straight to Staples, got all my stuff. Nothing better than fresh school supplies. Uh, so. <laughs> notebooks california oh you already know i got that <laughs> color coded <laughs> oh yeah. yeah science was always green i'm just gonna say it <laughs> what was science my science notebook was always green every year science red. was green yeah oh not math, right. math was red okay history was yellow i did orange sometimes but yellow i can take the same thing uh what else english was blue or purple english is blue english yeah. is blue i think that's I think science and math, definitely those color codes are definitely locked in. Yeah, they're flexible, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're 23, so. (laughs) 2022, talking about color coding. (laughs) I will say I don't miss school at all. Yeah, I give you props for going back. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm excited just because, like I was telling my dad today, I was like, I've never ever done school just by itself i've always had other priorities i've always had baseball behind it always just had the stress behind it like other stuff so like and this is going to be really hard for me to do and just like get good grades and stuff so like i'm really excited to like challenge myself and just focus on school and like actually learn because i feel like i like never actually absorbed the information that was being taught it was kind of just just here's the information i'm just going to do everything i possibly can to remember it that is is the profession like, yeah but like this is the profession i want to go into so it it wouldn't be worth doing learning like that like yeah. i want to understand it so i don't know I, i'm excited so absolutely like people like i had one year of school no baseball and that you could tell how much free time you have like i don't understand like i'm not here to rip on angie but like the not when you're like in school and you're an athlete at the same time, there's always something to be doing like nonstop, like from like nine to five or like nine to seven, like you either have class practice lift some, like there's always something you have to be doing and there's really not as much downtime. And so when I had one year of grad school, like I had so much more free time and like now you're going to be home. Like you could be still working and doing all these things mm-hmm. while, while going to school at Johns Hopkins. Yeah. It's all, I thank God it's online and just, how everything worked out. Yeah, we yeah. leave. I have to hang out with you all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> no way to help go down to Baltimore either right now with everything no. going on. Oh uh, yeah. So. Um. Okay. So now let's get to Angie. Uh, now you want to be nice to me? When I found out that I was not recording, Angie was diving into her stuff, and I feel really bad that she was she was ripping through, and I had to I had to cut her off because again, I'm an idiot, but um let's we can try and run it back so angie runs a amazing instagram account um called healthful radiance where did you get the name first actually i I actually was going to ask that before you give your little (laughs) 
elevator pitch of what this page is about. Yeah. Um, so actually it started, and this is going to have to do with like how it started anyway. So, I mean, I'll, I'll run that back too, but basically when I started it years ago, I was a junior in high school. Um, so like you said before, we're 23, like I was really young. I was like 16, 17 and I was recovering from an eating disorder and I had relapsed a bunch of times and nothing was sticking. And my treatment team finally put like a really rigid plan in front of me. It was like, you have to eat this, this, and this all the time. Um, and I was super intimidated by it and I was worried I wasn't going to stick to it. Um, so I just on a whim made it like an Instagram page, totally anonymous and was like posting everything from my meal plan and was like, Hey guys, like this is breakfast. I have to eat it. I'm really scared. And like two people would find it and comment and be like, you got this, like you can, you can do it, stick it out. And it was just like over time, like getting that feedback from people, I felt like really obligated to like eat that or like stick to my word. Um, so it really helped me like stick to my meal plan, help me accountable. Um, it was really just like an anonymous food diary um, for so long. And then once I started networking with more people in this space and realized like there was a recovery community online, I was like really deeply involved in it. I would made a lot of friends from it. I was like helping other people with their meals and like their recoveries too. So because it was anonymous, and this is where your first question comes back, I originally called it Seeking Stronger Wings, which is like super like soft, but I was just like, <sighs> I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I don't want anyone to know it's me. I wasn't gonna put my name on it. Um, and that's what it was for so long. It was just like me like trying to like become a better in my recovery and like stick to things, be stronger. I was really like vulnerable and weak at the time. So given that it was just like a recovery account, it, I like wasn't doing anything with it like creatively and it wasn't like in it for any other reason. Um, but once I kind of like passed that initial recovery stage, I wasn't like in active recovery anymore. Um, I kind of transitioned to more like wellness and like health, food, um, recipe development, just because I realized like how much that helped me recover and become like a better person. So I kind of moved on from the recovery community to more like health wellness bloggers. Um, and when I kind of made that leap, I was like, this username doesn't really suit me anymore. Um, and that's when I kind of just sat down and I was like, how do I feel about myself? Who am I like at this stage in my life? And I just felt like my health was very restored. And I just felt like I always saw it, like when I walked past the mirror, I just felt like brighter and I felt better, um, which this all sounds like super sappy, but like, that's kind of like where I matched up Healthful Radiance because I was like, this is the next step for me. And like, this is how I've like moved past from like looking for like seeking stronger wings. Like, I feel like I did that. Um, mm -hmm. so that's where the name comes from. And it just kind of stuck. And now that it actually is like a brand um, and like an actual business, like I'm not really going to change it, but like. I do feel very confident that it's just like something that's like lifelong. So I'm really happy with like what I landed on. It's definitely different. It's not like, it's not basic. It's simple. It's easy. It's not like part of the brand is like a big part too. Like we yeah. were talking about like what we would name Roaring Twenties podcast. Like I had this name, like Thul, I had this name of the podcast and what we were like, we were in class, we were sitting in class together in like marketing yeah. and I was like, roaring 20s podcast and you're like yes and i was like yes <laughs> it was literally like two years ago so we were like all right let's do it so i have friends that want to like that they have like you know their own health and like their own food diaries maybe you, you may say like a diary of like their health and wellness and fitness like what do you think di like differentiates yourself from like people that or like what advice would you give to people that want to build up those like their own accounts to like yeah. for like their own wellness diaries like yeah I, I definitely think being like really transparent and vulnerable is really important and it took me so long to like put my face and my name to like my story 
Um, and it's such a scary thing. Like you kind of just always want to hide when you're talking about things that are like have stigma, like eating disorders, mental health, like depression, anxiety, things like that. But once you kind of make it your own and you tell your story and say like, Hey, like I went through this, but like, this is what I did. This is what's helping me. Um, people are really drawn to that vulnerability. And I think there's a lot of strength in that. Um, so I would say like, definitely like making your account your own, making like your content stuff that you really like. I know that there's always like people feel like pressure to like do certain kind of posts or edit a certain way. But I think when you're really authentic to like your true content, like that's what people are drawn to. And that like, that's what makes people stay like long-term like trends and like fads, like you, you get followers and you lose them. But like, if you're like an account where people look to and like, I've had people tell me like, they'll see my stuff on like explore and they'll be like, I knew it was yours right away. Like, I think being like really like stand out in your content and like owning it and like really making it, like I'm a brand, but like I'm, my brand is me. Like just like being yourself um, as like cliche as it sounds, is like what's going to set you apart. Like talk about things people aren't talking about. Give like your story, like make it really personal. Um, because at the end of the day, like it's like social networking. Like we're all just like connecting and like people just want to like get to know you, you know, like food accounts that don't really have like faces behind them. Like for me personally are boring. I don't know. I just like, I'm not drawn to that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the growth now. You're at over 150,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. It's like, don't, you don't have to, you can, you can gloat about that. It's okay. No, to gloat. It's okay to gloat about that. I was actually just talking about one of my best friends. Um, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, so she, again, we went to school in the Bronx. So we were always going to Yankee games. And one day she was at a Yankee game and she texted me and was like, me and my roommate are in Yankee Stadium right now. And I don't remember the exact number, how many people it sits in Yankee Stadium, but she was like, there, blah, 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 like many seats here. She's like, that's like this times however many you're following right now. Like, isn't that crazy? And at the time it was probably like 90K or like whatever. And I like called her and I was like, that doesn't make any sense in my head. Like I could fill this many Yankee stadiums with the people that follow me. Like it doesn't, in my head, I was just like, my mom follows me and like, that's it. That's it. Yeah, no, like that's it. <laughs> well, my next question was, what do you think? Was there like a particular post or was there a particular like maybe two week stretch where you're like, this is getting a lot bigger than I expected? Like when like when was it the moment where you're like, wow, this is actually serious? Yeah, I I would have to say, I think my family had just went to Aruba. So I was the summer after freshman year of college. And I had just changed my username because my, we were taking pictures on the beach and I remember like looking at them later and being like, wow, I look really happy. And I look really like restored in my health. Like I'm very proud of this. And I posted like a transformation and I would never do this now. Um, like full disclosure, just because I like, like what I preach is that like your health is so much more than what we can see. And like people have eating disorders that you can't see on the surface. For me personally, I lost a lot of weight. That's how my eating disorder progressed. So like this made sense at the time um but I posted like a before and after and like kind of just write like wrote like a little thing about like how like happy I was and like how much better things were for me um and it at the time it wasn't a big account or anything and it hit like 15,000 likes which was a lot for me because I was like I had a couple thousand followers and I think that's the first time that like I had like that much attention on me and got sent around a lot there are a lot of like body positive accounts that were picking it up and stuff like that and I think I gained like a lot of followers from there, but that's the only time I can think of like a time that like something really like changed the, the course of where my account was going. And I think from there, 
um, I would kind of like followers were just trickling in after that, just cause my content was just more food based at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody eats. So like, I feel like it's pretty easy to like get people to like follow a food page. It's like, Oh, like I eat, like I have to eat, like that looks good. Like it's more relatable than like the mental health stuff. But Ever- I like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's trying to find loopholes, especially with like trying to lose weight and or, or gain weight either way. Yeah. But like, yeah. it's kind of cool. Like seeing like, I haven't dove into your recipes, but I don't know what you do. Like you make the food look so good. That makes <laughs> that's you like content creation. That's, yeah, it's like that's part of it. Yeah, that's I spend entire days like shooting content. And like that's exactly what it is. It's like I go to the store, I like come up with a recipe, I go to the store, get all the ingredients, have to come home, test it. Like if it doesn't work, I have to make it again. I have to shoot it and take a hundred pictures of it. Like my camera roll is disturbing. And then put it through, pick like my favorite three and then edit those. I do three rounds of edits and then I have to write the copy for the caption and then like make sure I like get all the right hashtags and like the brands I use and stuff like that. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Um, it's not just like, I always joke with everybody. I'm like, yeah, I sit home all day and just post pictures of my oatmeal, but it's, it's, <laughs> oh, we, has, we give her shit to Alex. Has, <laughs> Alex has said that to me. So it's, a, yeah. it's okay. He's, he's so like, you're not lying. Yeah, we'll no. all be hanging out and then we're like oh how's everyone's day she's like oh i'm so tired we're like shut up you just post pictures <laughs> just woke up and ate yeah but there is we know it's hard it's a lot of content creation work and like i know alex was talking earlier about how he like taught himself a bunch of different softwares and stuff and i think that's the way to go like i taught myself like Lightroom and Photoshop and stuff like that. Like when it comes to like editing um, photos, um, I don't do as much video stuff, but I'm, I want to get into that. But we talked about it. We've but, talked. I've talked about. Yeah. Look, we could talk about this. This is another side topic. Like this actually wasn't even on my script. Now I just thought about it. How are girls so good at posting pictures? <laughs> are you like fool? Like real realistically? Like sorry, I just got something from Zoom realistically when i take pictures on my phone i'm not gonna lie like they look terrible like they don't look i have i just got the new phone like the eight or eight twelve he's living in the past um i got like the 12 with like the two cameras like i probably should have three or four but like i still feel like my pictures aren't like that different i don't know how girls like are so good at like taking pictures like whether i don't know whether it's photoshop it probably is but like you know just, what it is? I feel like they put so much more effort and work into those pictures than guys do. There's so much effort that goes into it, like, before you even take the picture. And this is, like, for me, like, I have to check the weather a week in advance. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be sunny Wednesday. Like, I'm not going to shoot content. I can't. And then, like, I can only shoot on, like, cloudy days. And if it's too dark, then the lighting won't be good and I can't edit it out. So, like, I'll literally look at a week in advance and be like, I'm shooting Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And then stand by the window with like a bowl of oatmeal, like waiting for like the sun to like get covered by a cloud, snap a 40 pictures. And then the sun comes back out and I'm just like, all right, like that was my chance. <laughs> it's all, it's all very careful planning, but it's also, I think I, I edit three times. So like by the time I'm at the third app, I'm like taking out colors from my, I, like I take the blue out of my photos. Like people, didn't even, I tell people this and they're like, I didn't even know you could do that. Like I just take every single piece of blue out and like, it's just like little things like that, like how you know what's gonna look good and what's not. Like I don't buy. Well, what I'm if like, you have food with blue in it then? Yeah, like see, like I'm not, post, I'm not, po- I'm not posting it. It's a <laughs> anti-blue food. Yeah, it goes anti-smurf. on my. Anti-smurf. <laughs> anti. Anti-blueberry. 
Yeah, I'm very picky about it. I'll do, I'll like emphasize the purple and then take out the blue and the blueberry. I've done this before. I'm speaking from experience. Nice. <laughs> kind of nutty. Yeah. All right. So this could seem like a loaded question, but do you have any set goals within this account? Like, is there ever going to be a point where you think like I made it? Like, what is like, do you have, do you strive for certain goals or do you just continue to like push this as if it's just like something that you just love to do? Yeah, it's definitely a passion project at the end of the day. Um, I have a lot of people be like, oh, you want to go full time with it? And like right now I basically am full time with it, but I don't want it to be like my career. Like I really love posting and like creating content, um, but I love that it feels like a passion and I kind of want to keep it like that. But as far as like goals go, I'm not like number oriented. Um, the following thing like doesn't make sense in my head. <laughs> like I see it, I'm just like, I, this is crazy, but like, I don't even know what this means. I'm more so like, I love, I've made some of my best friends on here. like connecting with like-minded accounts and people. Um, so networking is really huge for me, just like growing my network, connecting with brands, connecting with platforms and content creators. Um, but I also am looking to do a lot more projects like offline. Um, and the only way for me to have those opportunities is if I like grow this account, get the attention and then be able to do things like host speaking events and like maybe like write a book or a cookbook or something like that. Like things that don't live solely on Instagram so I can keep that more passion-based and then pursue like other big projects like in the real world. So, I mean, I've done stuff like that before. Like last September, a friend of, I, of mine and I hosted like an eating sort of recovery panel in the city. And we did like a huge meetup and like rented a space and like had like an event planner, like plan the whole thing. And it was so cool. And like COVID sucks. Like I can't do something. Yeah. Like no, yeah, it's, it's awful. But like that in like all good time, like I would want to do a lot more stuff like that where I'm like actually face-to-face -face meeting with people and like telling my story, answering questions, like helping people like in real time. So the, I, I would say my goals are just like, just keep grinding, keep like connecting, keep creating, um, and then see where that takes me and who that connects me with. Do you think there's a possibility, would you actually ever make a cookbook? I would want to write like an actual book first, I think. Actual book first. Yeah, I spent a lot of, yeah, I, a lot of my account, uh, my captions are a lot of like writing based. Um, mm -hmm. That's like how I like push out the mental health eating disorder recovery content. Um, and like, I do want to do like a whole, like, like a dream would be like, write a book about like my story and how like, hopefully that could help someone else. But a cookbook could also be fun. I am so critical of my own recipes though. I always worry that like, maybe this isn't good. And like, we'll be hanging out and I'll make something. And there's always that one person in the group that'll be like spitting it out and be like, I can't believe you brought these. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. I quit Instagram, <laughs> never writing a cookbook. <laughs> I'm shutting down my account. Like, really? I'll, <laughs> I'll say like a, like a more maybe one of your family members comes in and it's like 150k for this and then just throws it out or something like that. My, sister. my sister's like you left those on the counter you expect us to eat them I'm like yeah you can she's like i would never even touch that <laughs> like, thanks it's okay. literally just a cookie <laughs> <laughs> no nah, she made cookies the other night that were good i i made um i made banana bread that i wanted to bring but I, I'm gonna keep it because I really like it. <laughs> so I'll make it again. Oh. <laughs> All right. Don't blame you. <laughs> Put it in the cookbook. <laughs> yeah, I can't share the recipe until it's in the book. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna say the the one. Remember when I was originally telling you about her profile and everything? Yes. Hair's fucked up. Right. Actually, hold on. Before Thul, before you actually say that, Angie, if you want, like, you can promote any of your. Well, I don't even know what to call it. 
promotions what is it deals promotion like get a peloton and if you like oh yeah i'm running a peloton giveaway right now (laughs) yeah like she's running a peloton giveaway right now so if you really if you really want that that badly go check her page out healthful radiance on instagram you should run to that giveaway it's kind of sick um there's like thirty thousand comments on it right now yeah Yeah. probably more it's crazy so if you enter if you put it on your story you get five extra entries so like i have to physically keep track of those i'm like I'm just getting I'm like nuts so I would recommend doing that um but yeah that's a giveaway that's going on right now but I do a lot of um a lot I have like a lot of discount affiliate codes if you're looking to like save on products and stuff and that's all in like a profile highlight on my feed so that's probably what I would push because like we're all trying to save money all the time so that's like a really easy thing that you can do um they're all swipe up so you can just swipe up shop and it directly takes off like discounts for whatever you're buying so would you awesome you, you want me to say, okay i was gonna say but remember when i was telling you originally about her page and everything yes the thing that like really makes it better than most influencer pages i would say is like the interactiveness and like the loyalty of her followers yeah we like, gotta look at the cult going I will say yeah, I, no. I, lo- I like looking at your stories and you actually like break down like what you're saying. Sorry, I didn't touch base this. Sorry, I didn't do this. But like I will talk about this. I'll have an episode or a recipe up soon. Like you were very like interactive, like real. Like that's what kind of like we're hoping to be with this. Like I feel like that's a good part of when you're creating content, just being interactive with like who your followers are. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like my feed content is somewhat planned. Like I have drafts and stuff, but like I lo- that's why I love the story feature. Like it's very in the moment off the cuff, like stories. I'm like, I'll get on and be like, I love this song, post it. Like that's not planned. And like sharing things that aren't just like food related. I think that's also really important. Like I was saying earlier, like being a food-based page and like not having a personality or like a face to it is so boring. And yeah. like I have people message me all the time. And like, I really love that you post music. And like, not that I listen to great music, <laughs> but like. Nah, some of them, some of them are music i would listen to (laughs) yeah like it's very it's very niche um it's very um it takes a certain person to want to listen to trap rap all day long i mean (laughs) just me just me but i love i love like pushing stuff that i'm doing in the moment um and i think people find that really relatable like literally if i can't sleep i'm just like oh my god guys i can't sleep the timestamp is like 3 a.m and people respond and be like i'm up too like do you have any tips like help me fall asleep and I'm like well no because I'm also up but like you know what I mean just like people like looking to like relate to people in the moment um especially as a college grad in the pandemic too I think that was the really big relatable point which was like when I was talking about like we didn't know what was happening graduation I kept like putting on my stories like guys like I'm freaking out I don't know if I'm gonna have graduation doesn't feel like I graduated and just like so many people flooding in being like I'm feeling the same way thank you for like acknowledging that like there are people out there that feel like so unstable in this specific like obviously during pandemic we all kind of feel nutty but like being a college grad going into a job market unsure of like where you're going to be like it's really important i think to just show what you're going through if you're comfortable but making it relatable is like the best thing you can do you know that keeps people staying around um which is what you want like you i could lose followers so easily if like people don't feel like a reason to stay I feel I remember Thul, yeah, when Thul was telling me about your page and he was like, you know, Angie's followers are very loyal, very like they care about her, what she posts. And like, that's all I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, it definitely feels like a family. It's crazy. You could tell too by looking at it. Like you could look at a page with like 1.2 million followers and like they'll do like polls on their stories and answer with like one word. 
and like pictures like she'll write like a legitimate paragraph or two and like really get her point across and like be super transparent and meanwhile these people who are supposed to be influencers i feel like really don't give a shit about their following because they i think the money reflected like when you get that much that many followers like money changes people so i feel like that's they worry about the money aspect instead of like why they originally started it yeah and like that's what there's just a big disconnect in in that space i feel like i mean i, I pay attention to a lot of influencers influencers and everything and i feel like i'd rather be in angie's position than like i'm trying to think of like somebody with like a million followers like you just lose the transparency and the personalness to it and just like yeah exactly and it comes down to like having a like what's your purpose here you know like for me like i always think like the purpose of my account is to like give people who are in my past shoes a resource that i never had so like i never had like someone to look to that like went through this and like made it out okay and like how that changed your life i never had something to look at like that so like everything i create is like what would i need when i was 15 and like really sick or like what would have helped me and I think like when you bring up like really big influencers and stuff like that, like I feel like they feel maybe their purpose is more so like promote product and like be a public figure. For me, I'm kind of just like, how can I help one person? And like, I think when you keep your goals like right in front of you, every time you create a piece of content, like it, it helps it stay really authentic. Yeah, just organicness to it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like with you also, like you had your platform and you also welcomed more people who you would have never probably thought to follow a page like yours into that life. Yeah. Well, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, cause like, I, I, I always kind of say like, all right, so maybe you don't have an eating disorder, but like, do you know someone that might have, or like, have you ever had like a bad body image day? Like then you can draw, like, that's literally all of us. And like that way, like we all eat, we all maybe feel insecure at times. And like, I feel like I've really kind of been able to touch across like a lot more audiences than I would have if I kept it very like niche and specific. So just that's like all part of being relatable. It's just like what what is hard for us as humans and like how can we make that easier for us collectively? What was your like, can you go back in your analytics on Instagram and see like the growth from March to now? From March? I can't see it from March and it's going to be all messed up right now because the Peloton giveaway. Um, yeah it's inflated was, right now it, it's <laughs> the past seven days i've grown like thirteen thousand. yeah and i saw that yeah i was i was refreshing and it was like hundreds and hundreds of followers and i was just like sitting there like like i think i spent one whole hour just refreshing and not because i was like wow this is so cool i was just like this doesn't make any sense like it just like wasn't registering with me but i do think i when you bring up march like the whole like start of the pandemic and stuff i do think i did see like a spike in my rates especially like my engagement um we were all just had more time to just like sit and connect and i saw like a lot more people like interacting with my stories and like sending my stuff around and um i think that was a really like obviously a really bad time but i think it was a time that a lot of us were just looking for like connection and like i think i was like continuing to provide that mm-hmm. just like by being present always like posting being like guys this is really hard and like everyone being like wait yeah it is let's talk about it um but i do think there was probably a spike there i can't confirm though yeah. The, the impressive part was that you kept them yeah you know what that's, I mean? that's, that's the, the biggest impressive. thing like i just want to retain long-term followers um, yeah. and that's i i think i lose a lot too because sometimes i'll post like like back to the music i post or something people will be like offended and i'm like i'm sorry but i'm still gonna keep posting this because that's who i am and i'll lose them there but that also makes people stay you know it's just like give and take mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you kind of just have to be okay with that 
um, and not be super discouraged. Like not everyone's going to like you, you know? How often do people actually message you or like reach out to you or reply to like a story or? Oh, just like in general, I'll get, I have like hundreds of DMs a day. I was going to say, so definitely no notifications on. No, they've been on for so long. Yeah, I was gonna say, we said that we had the same question when we had Jackson on and he was saying like, they got to turn it off. I mean, no, I can't, I can't relate, but like, that's crazy. My personal account, I get tagged in a post like once a month. So it's like, that's fine. Yeah. But like, if I had like my phone would just explode, yeah. <laughs> it feels so weird. To Have say you that. ever tried that? Like turn it on one day? They used to be on, I think the last time I had them on, it was sophomore year of college. And I remember sitting in class one day and the reason I shut them off was because I posted and left my phone on my, my desk and literally I was just so distracted because it was just pinging pinging and like nuts and they were all coming up and I was like this is wild and I like threw my phone across the room flipped it over and I was like I gotta shut them off like I can't do it I'm distracted it was just like I was so interested I was like reading every single comment like seeing every single like like going to people's profiles and like who does this is just like my picture and like looking like oh my god her dog is cute or whatever like like it was just so distracting I couldn't do it (laughs) nice yeah well all right, guys. Thank you so much for hopping on. I'll see you guys when I see you guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. Hopefully, we'll have another episode soon. You know the man that makes the videos, my guy Thule. We'll see him soon, too. All right. Sir. Peace.